0: This one um, I really like, and what what happens with me generally, and I mentioned this on our other episode, is I will get a um, the new album, and I'll listen to it over and over again. And usually, you know, a couple songs kind of jump out at me, and there's usually one that's you know really my favorite that I just kind of keep playing over and over again. And then I'll kind of go back and listen to the whole thing and discover some others and things like that. And "Death of My Hometown" jumped out at me from from the jump, and uh, I I mean I just I love that song. I still love it. I love the production. I love all the different sound effects it hits right where it needs to hit for you know impact with the lyrics and and ironically i don't really care for it live he he doesn't it doesn't have the same energy and they kind of drag it out the intro is real drug out and stuff like that so um it's fun if you're there but i don't really listen to it on any of the um the nugs releases or anything it's just it's kind of you know stale for me there but on on that album um i think it's a almost a perfect track it's it's probably my favorite on wrecking ball
1: everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and in a timey-wimey bit of business, this is not the first episode you are hearing in 2022, but it is the first new episode I'm recording in 2022. and uh, I have repeat guest Ron joining me to kick off the new year. Happy Happy new year ron welcome to the show again
0: happy new year thanks for having me back i had a blast last time i'm excited to do it again and, and last time i i think i stumbled onto the fact that it was the one year birthday of letter to you yes uh, you did it. and this time it is the 39th birthday of greetings from asbury park
1: Yes, I saw that. Uh, that's that's pretty interesting. Too, Yay, see. I see that. That's good. Uh, so, uh, in case someone has not listened to your earlier episode, tell us a little about yourself.
0: Um, Midwest guy, Wisconsin, kind of born and raised. Um, I have triplet daughters plus an older daughter, so I've got four girls. Um, which is fun, and uh, other than that, um, I'm in the, the medical field. I'm a surgical technician, um, work for a private practice oral surgery group parent and raising kids through this crazy time and also being a healthcare professional in this crazy time, so it's it's been, been a crazy time. <laughs> but.
1: Yeah, um, Ron was back on the show back at the end of November. Um, he talked about Finding Bruce through 10th Avenue Freeze Out. He tells a lovely story about Living Proof and his daughter. And so we had a great time talking and he reached out to me and said, hey, I'd like to come back. Um, And he suggested a couple of topics And the one we've settled on tonight is so epic that we'll actually end up doing two episodes. So, uh, this is part one. Um, In a couple of days, you'll hear part two. But uh, I'll let you uh, do the honors, Ron. What topic did you give us?
0: Well, um, tonight, uh, I gave you two topics, but tonight, um, what we settled on was doing, uh, the twist songs, uh, from the last 10 years. So, uh, 2010 through 2020. So that takes, uh, into account, I guess, the promise through letter to you in terms of, uh, versus studio albums, um, and as far all, as, uh, yeah. rules that we came up with, I guess, uh, you know, the, the best way I, I thought to do this was to kind of avoid things like, um, that's already appeared on track so if you look at the river box set you know there's a lot of songs we've already heard same like the promise or or things that were recorded in the 70s and then finally put out that doesn't really to me kind of count as a 2010 through 2020 song um however something like you know meet me in the city tonight from the river box set which uh is obviously a a current vocal and they they did it now and they uh you know did live renditions on saturday live and in concert and stuff um i feel like that does does count. So, yeah, uh, and, most of mine are, are from the studio albums. I don't have too many outtakes anyway. I don't know what yours is going to look like.
1: So, <laughs> I have, um, I actually have a few that I think kind of break that rule. What I did is I, I looked at each release starting at the Promise Box set and went through each release. And just wrote down, okay, here, you know, if I was making a mixtape or highlighting, you know, what would I do. And that got me about 25, 30 songs. And then I said, okay, I got to whittle it down to 20. Uh, So we got that. So um, there are songs that I really think are more important than these. but um, And there's a couple that I really love I had to leave off. Um, But I think it'll be a fun discussion. Um, So just so you know, we're not ranking these. What we decided, um, and Ron and I had a lot of fun back and forth on email, is we're going to do this in chronological and then alphabetical. So, um, for example, we will letter to you and then whatever songs we picked from letter you we did them in alphabetical order Uh, so i ended up with um my first song and my last song are both really strong songs from my uh uh you know from my perspective um so that's how i did mine how did you pick your songs
0: um, Well, like I said, I kind of had a bit of a head start on this, I think, yeah. because I, I found it on it was its a conversation on Twitter and, and stuff like that. So I already had kind of a, a template of it. Um, and then when I was just thinking to myself, "Okay, what would my top 20 songs be?" I kind of went through just album to album, and I, I think I had them uh, not alphabetical but chronological. So when I wrote it down, I was just looking at the back of the jacket and you know Good. whatever. Order they were in on uh, Wrecking Ball or whatever is, is kind of how I wrote them down, but um, doing it alphabetical is certainly fine too. So, yeah,
1: however, we got that. All right. So, um, we're going to start off with you. Um, what is the first song of this last decade that? you would have say is one of Bruce's, one of your favorites. Let's put it this way. Not necessarily Bruce's best, but one of your favorites.
0: Right. So going back then to 2010 with The Promise, um, I'm going to go with Save My Love. Um, it was the first song released from that that project or that box under sort of the, uh, the the new song moniker. You know, I don't know if you call it a single back then, although there was a little video for it and everything. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a song that I've uh, kind of come to you know, really appreciate over the years. At first it it sounded kind of like what it is, you know, an outtake or something of a throwaway, but um, it's grown on me over the years. And um, uh, spoiler alert, it's the only song I have from The Promise. So um, I felt like I had to represent (laughs) that one. There's other ones on there I love. I I initially had um, at at number two was gonna be Ain't Good Enough For You, but then I realized that breaks my rule of, uh, you know, it's recorded in the seventies and it's not really a new song. So. that makes room for something else down the road, but uh, but yeah, so uh, Save My Love. There's, like I said, other ones on there I really like, um, but I think that's the, the only one that kind of falls into the, the categories we've set here, so.
1: Well, um, so I am breaking your rule. Uh, my number one is Ain't Good Enough for You. Um, All right. Fair it is, At least we got it
0: on. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. It is one of my favorite songs. It was a song that I truly, truly wanted to hear live uh, when yeah. and he never did it, though he did do it in that carousel show. Right. Oh, yeah. And yep. and I I have, you know, there are people that are praying to um, the E Street Jesus that, you know, we get tracks to, right. I want just that whole carousel show released yeah. on, you know, Blu-ray or DVD or something uh, even on online where I could, because I I would just love to see this, this, you know, it was Clarence's last performances. It just, right. you know, um, every year I watch the blue Christmas, you know, during the holiday season. So yeah, yeah it's, it's my, first one on the list my second one is save my love <laughs> okay <laughs> so we are we yeah. we're in sync there uh what's number two for you
0: yeah they did release um the oh sorry i was gonna say they did release a um uh, like a, a edited version of that right. show on dvd back at the time i think it was yeah kind of you had to said. buy but yeah i said nice the little thing and also with the documentary
1: yeah just so, by yeah. itself
0: the blue yeah, yeah that's, and i'd that's already bought worked.
1: the so big set you know so yes yeah. so same. it wasn't yeah, enough it. just to get those songs i remember no. that at the time yes yeah
0: but um but the the other thing that i was thinking they could do or should do is um take advantage of the nugs stuff and maybe make yeah. that one of their holiday releases or something. that would be good Oh, that would be perfect yeah yeah. yeah so Um, even though it's only nine songs or whatever that is 10 songs or something Um, oh that'd be a fun one yeah I agree good job so that's one way to get it out I guess but okay all right so for me number two is I'm going to go back to my list because um, I didn't do it alphabetically so let me look at all the uh, oh
1: no just do them chronological that's fine sure okay
0: yeah Um, I'm going to go with uh, we take care of our own first song off uh, uh, Wrecking Ball so that's 2012. Um, Again, kind of like Save My Love, first one released, released in advance of the project and, uh, you know, how it goes, those come out and then we just devour them over and over again until uh, the album proper comes out and we see what else is on there. Um, I I think I was a little taken aback by it, you know, initially, you know, it's got a different sound for him, all the drum loops and and that kind of thing. And, you know, the whole album has a lot of that on there, but it's one of those that, um, you know, I I just listened to it incessantly, not even sure, you know, how much I I liked it, but over time it's it's really grown on me, kind of like Save My Love and now if it pops on in the car or, or whatever I, I really like it I, I love it live um i don't know if you remember his initial intro um start with the apollo but he did for the whole like kind of first leg of the tour where he came out and kind of introduced himself as if he was the you know the announcer at the apollo and, and he kind of ran down some of his hits and um gave us a little introduction there and then they kind of you know bam went into that song and that was just that was super cool live so as a lot of times happens with bruce you, you see it live and then all of a sudden it kind of changes your whole uh, opinion of it or whatever so
1: yeah um a few years ago um, we did an episode where um, we picked our favorite songs opening songs on shows we'd actually attended we just yeah. you know and um, we take care of our own made one of them um, there's a song spoilers that Made My List. That's another great opener. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, We Take Care of My Own Made My List as well. Um, I just think it is a great song, a great video that went with it, you know, talking about Katrina and the whole idea of, you know, in a, the, as same thing as Born in the USA, the lyrics mean something different than what they're saying is, you know, because right. we don't take care of our own. Right. Um, And we should. And I know that, uh, like, especially Donna with Bruce funds was talking about, you know, we do you know, we do say that among Bruce fans, you know, we take care of our own for that shot for it. it did. Um, So my second breaking is The Promise, which I realized was leased over. But it was the first um, having that released on there. And I know it was on like the the mini tracks but it was such a powerful song to me um that that i included it um so i you know i kind of now feel like i should have picked another song now that i think about that but yeah i I just think that was fine rules are made to be
0: broken exactly yes um (laughs) you know you know because there's
1: actually um there's a lot of things on that promise that um I know little Steven, when they toured, would have loved to do two or three songs from there. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. what's number? Yeah, uh, I
0: don't understand how he doesn't get. Uh, hold on. I think I'm losing you here. Sorry. All right.
1: I'm going to turn off my camera. You okay. You got yeah. Me? Let's, let's turn off our cameras because sometimes that helps bandwidth. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Sure. Good. Uh, All right, right, got it. Yeah, yeah. Let's try
1: again. Okay, so yeah, you were saying I was saying that you know, little steven I know had talked about they would have loved to play some of these live, and you were saying that you don't understand sometimes why, right?
0: Yeah, I, I no, I, I understand why he wants to play them live. I don't understand yeah. why uh, you know it's such a hassle to get Bruce to kind of get out of that box sometimes. And you yeah, know, I agree prides themselves on um you know kind of pulling stuff out of the box and uh, being you know unpredictable and doing some of these deep cuts for fans it's just uh it kind of it's mind-boggling especially on the river tour where you know they did that whole uh box set and then went out and toured behind it and then just kind of left all the uh the outtakes i thought if any time we were going to get some of those those outtakes that would have been it but um yeah it it was
1: yeah. yeah absolutely all right what's number three for you Uh, number three just
0: following along again in chronological order on the album wrecking ball would be death to my hometown and this one um i really like and what what happens with me generally and i mentioned this on our other episode is i will get a um the new album and i'll listen to it over and over again and usually you know a couple songs kind of jump out at me and there's usually one that's you know really my favorite that i just kind of keep playing over and over again and then i'll kind of go back and listen to the whole thing and discover some others and things like that and death of my hometown jumped out at me from from the jump and uh i i mean i just i love that song i still love it i love the production i love all the different sound effects it hits right where it needs to hit for you know impact with the uh, lyrics and and ironically i don't really care for it live he he doesn't it doesn't have the same energy and they kind of drag it out the intro is real drug out and stuff like that so um it's fun if you're there but i don't really listen to it on any of the um the nugs releases or anything it's just it's it's kind of you know stale for me there but on on that album um i think it's a almost a perfect track it's it's probably my favorite on wrecking ball
1: i I, it also made my list um I, i you know Um, shackled and drawn didn't make my list though because i had to cut it down It originally made my list shackled and drawn is a song that i really love live i love that you know they end up doing the chorus line at the end with everyone and stuff so yeah i i love the anger to debt to my hometown and uh so great song um mine is um American land, because I'm doing alphabetical order. I just I think American land is what land of hope and what what born in the USA is. A lot of people think I think American land is that talking about even though there is the of how, you know, the people who built this country, they're trying to keep out. I think American land is a lot about the beauty of this country and what we're doing. Uh, when uh, the guys who did bruce springsteen sings the alphabet they said that it actually reminds them of fifle in american you know the american yeah. tale that song about you know coming sure. to america and everything so yeah. american land uh when he toured for a while there that was one of the final songs yep. and and i just love that energy and that 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 it's almost this this Irish ballad and this this craziness and energy on stage. So that's one of my favorite songs.
0: I agree. We uh, might be talking about it again in a little bit here, I guess. Oh, okay.
1: Very nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my next one would have been Death to My Hometown. Okay. So uh, what do you got? What's, what's your uh, number four?
0: Number four is This Depression. Um, okay. I, that's another one that kind of grabbed me from the jump. And it's, you know, I, I know when he... Um, kind of came out with his uh you know autobiography he was talking about how he was you know struggling with depression and all that a lot of people all of a sudden kind of latched onto that song but um I, I loved it from the beginning and this is another case of and i've got a couple songs like this on this list where i don't really know what the record company is thinking or, or maybe i'm i'm a terrible a and r guy or something but i hear a song like that and i go why is this not playing over a a movie trailer for some you know drama you know about okay you know, some relationship where I just, it, it boggles my mind that some of these songs are kind of buried and don't come out as singles. And I, I don't know what single really means nowadays uh, yeah. for artists and especially an artist like Bruce, you know, but um, yeah, it just, it seems like I, I've got others on this list where it seems like a no brainer to, to try to sell those in, in that way. And I don't know if Bruce doesn't care about that or uh, the Sony just doesn't care about trying to market him or it's a, a Landau thing or, or what. And I'm not saying it has to be these, specific songs that i think would make it but they don't get them out there enough and um you know i hear songs all day long at work and 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 stuff that are you know popular and serious and i'm just like bruce would fit right in with any of this especially when you hear it from a different classic rocker like uh you know bon joe he still gets his new songs played for some reason and um it just it, it it's disappointing and, and kind of depressing that uh, you know some of these songs are left by the wayside as far as bruce is concerned but anyway uh that song i, I love the lyrics i love the the production again uh, wrecking ball is just filled with a lot of very interesting production and, and that's another one right there so
1: yeah um yeah <laughs> Wrecking Ball is the album that made the most on my list. I, I just, there that is one of my favorite albums. I love it. Um, this Depression didn't make it, though uh, it was in my initial discussion. Um, it, it's, you know, kind of jumping ahead. I, I I understand that this is the reality, but it seems like that If someone had thought to reach out to um, country stations with Bruce Springsteen doing a cover of Rhinestone Cowboy, it seems like there should be a song. There There should be a a playlist on that, you know, and I guess because playlists are not what they, you know, they're so programmed now, programming. But it just seems like, you know, this is your country. Here we have Bruce Springsteen doing Rhinestone Cowboy. Seems like that should get some airplay.
0: Or just the fact that he covered it. And, you know, it's a big popular song that people know. And, yeah. I don't know. That's the kind of thing that a, a decade or, or maybe two ago, I don't, I don't know when, yeah. it, when it all changed, but that um, you think they would have just tried to, to market in some way or, or yeah, exactly. There. Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be the songs that I think, you know, somebody might be like, Oh, this depression, that's not going to hit it radio. Like whatever your thoughts are, there's, yeah. there's just an obvious, uh, you know, downturn, even bothering to mm-hmm. uh, put out, you know, give him radio play. And yeah. it's just, it, and if even if you know it's not going to be a radio hit like like i said throw it in a a movie trailer or 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 find somewhere where it is is thematically appropriate and just sounds like a good i mean his one of his biggest songs is from a movie you know try to do that again or, or whatever but just it's it's kind of yeah. odd that that doesn't happen
1: and what happened is it may that may end up happening with sony now owning his catalog right that they right. might want to do a little bit more of that Yeah. all right that, but... yeah number five is my five is death to my hometown what is your number five
0: uh wrecking ball which is a song that um i didn't love initially you know they, they played it initially as that uh, kind of swan song to giant stadium and yeah. everybody kind of thought it was a, a lark or, or whatever and then when i think when the album came out and they made, well actually first of all they started playing it every night throughout the rest of the tour and i remember comments with people going like oh my god he thinks this is a real song you know and then when they announced that they were naming the album that they were like oh geez you know here's a heavy-handed metaphor for whatever but I think over the years or at least you know after, even after that album just came out and with the tour and everything i think it settled into being exactly what bruce wanted it to be it might have seemed a little suspect at first but um and i really like the album version better than the live version um again I, I don't normally like stuff that's really overproduced but i will take um that song in the studio i'll take death to my hometown in the studio i'll take land of hope and dreams in the studio and i will take um american land in the studio and it's it's not for any reason like i don't like the way the e street band plays it it's just um they sound so much more more vital and 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 fresh for some reason on that album and i don't know if it's the production or or what but um wrecking ball is a perfect example though i i I love it on the album i i rarely listen to it live kind of like death in my own town so
1: yeah it made my list um i love it i i think it i remember um dave marsh said that oh this is what bruce feels about turning i think 60 or yeah i think it was 60 um yeah. it would be the right time frame and and you know i do love that um you're right it was just kind of oh this is let's you know we're here to turn the place down and we're talking about it but it, it did revolve into more about you know no matter what life is giving you you know facing yeah. it and bringing it on so uh, definitely on my list and i um i enjoy uh, as you said there's a lot of these songs that um you may not want to hear on the nugs release but when you're in that arena yeah, And hearing that, there is a lot of power to that, um, especially when, you know, he starts out kind of quiet and then the whole band joins him, you know, with a right. bring on that wrecking ball.
0: Well, the problem with the Nugs releases is, you know, when you have, uh, you know, now, I don't even, I haven't been counting, but they've been doing this for what, like seven years and there's yeah. one a month. So, you know, do the math But you're talking about, like a hundred shows, it, it gets a little, it gets a little old. Plus, if, if you're a big fan, you've already had the bootlegs and you've, you know, seen the live YouTubes and everything a million times. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, it's something I just kind of skip on on those because it seems, you know, just kind of uh, perfunctory or, or whatever. I mean, there's just so many versions of that if, if they release
1: those. Well, versions. you know, Terry Smith and I f- started out reviewing the nugs and then uh, like th- so often it comes back and I'm this is just my only opinion. They released something that was on. Uh, they've already done a show. And there's only one song different on that set list from, you know, and I'm like, I, I realize 995 is not a lot of money, but yeah. am, am I really going to listen to, I already have the show except for that one song now maybe if it was a rarity i, I don't know but it just seems but- well i'm of the
0: frame of mind that you know it's not yeah. just about the set say I, I do yeah. get why you know if the show is high energy or, or impressive yeah. whatever degree then then great put it out and and i'm always looking for the best light. like I, like i'll listen to it all once you know I, i'm always yeah. looking for that version of you know say we take care of our own that like i that kind of blew me away when i was there in person yeah. but I feel like unless they actually release the, the show I I saw, I'm probably not going to find yeah. it. So even though I listened to that and I listened to the, the umpteenth version of Wrecking Ball, I don't really go back and do it too much unless one really grabs me. Then I'll put it on a playlist and hang on to it. And yeah. Say, this is the definitive version. But um, but yeah, for the most part, the, the album version is the
1: definitive version for yeah. me. So, All right. What's your number six?
0: Um, number six, I think. Hold on. My phone went on me. I'm reading off my notes. I think That's it's Rocky okay. Ground. Rocky Ground is number okay. six. Um, love it. I don't know. It, that's one that was a little controversial, uh, you know, just because what there's a rap in here and, you know, all this other stuff. But uh, uh, I don't know I, that I love the lyrics, the the stuff about the 40 days of nights and rain, we'll wash these planes and the money changers and this temple and that stand. And I mean, talk about a topical uh, song where Bruce melds his, you know, sort of Catholic and religious imagery into something that uh, pertains to uh, his thesis statement, which in this case is the recession and, you know, politics and, and all that um that song is is killer and i love the uh i'm a soldier and and live again here, here's one instance where i might like it better live um i like that bruce actually sang that you know he was screaming in the microphone i'm a soldier every you know yeah three, whatever it is and um that's i thought that was really cool and that one really you know has a lot of power and passion live so that's that's maybe one that i i would like to have a great live version of um i think we do out there but yeah uh, yeah
1: absolutely it made my list um i a couple things i always think of uh ron is um wrecking ball was kind of the first bruce springsteen album since born in the usa that my wife kind of embraced um we were going to see him in concert um for the second time for her and we were going up to um Cleveland, and it was the rock, the wrecking ball tour, so. She was listening to that CD and ended up loving it. And um, she does, my wife loves to go outside camping and, and hiking. And she was like, you know, anytime she was hiking and then, you know, on like rocks or going up, you know, she'd she climbing on rocky ground, rocky ground, and just in her mind over and over yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> so, absolutely great. Um, yeah. My six is Jack of all trades. Um, the, the reason why, and, and I've shared this before, um, I, I've been lucky enough to have four fathers in my life. I had, uh, my birth father, um, uh, Gramps is my son called him. Um, you know, my paternal grandfather was absolutely great to me. He, he was a dairy farmer. We spent a lot of time together. He, he, he just, I, he he taught me a lot of things. Um, My wife's father, my father-in-law was just amazing to me. And then my mom and dad divorced and I had a stepdad, Kenneth and Kenneth was, you know, he was an oil field worker. He was a carpenter. Um, He could fix anything. And he truly was a jack of all trades. I, uh, you yeah, know, my dad
0: too, he was, he was yeah. definitely like that. And I lost him to cancer a couple of years ago. And I still feel like every time I don't know how to, you know, do the simplest thing around the house or whatever, he's like, you know, shaking his fist at me from, you know, wherever he is. And he's like, you're not my yeah. son. Because He tried to teach me all that stuff, but. Uh,
1: oh, well, same thing. I remember being a teenager and rolling my eyes when he's trying to teach me how to change the oil in the car. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, and this is like 74, 75. So there wasn't, you know, standalone oil change, you know, Places like there yeah. was, there is now,
0: and you can and, YouTube it just to see how to. Yeah, exactly. To
1: and and so uh, when I first played the song for Linda, she was like, "Oh, that's Kenneth. That's 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 Papa Kenneth and everything." And yeah. then the song has that end. You know, if I had a gun, I'd go. She's just, yeah. Where did that dark turn come from? Like, she's I know. like, I, "I, I, oh my goodness, I love the song," and then it returned dark. So um, I was. Uh, one of the the last time I saw the band, not counting when I went to lucky enough to go to New York, was in New York, and they had the strings to do New York yeah. Serenade, and the strings came out to do uh, Jack of All Trades with him.
2: And yeah, I saw it
0: too. Yeah, they yeah. did the same thing. They they kind of they pulled it out there again at the end for a little bit on uh, the 2016 run, and I don't know if yeah. it was with the impending election or I don't remember yeah. exactly what was going on economically in the country, but um, yeah, they they went back to that and, and that's good it didn't didn't make my list um i, I feel like it's just a little too uh um I, I don't know what the term is like i feel like bruce could have wrote that song in his sleep i guess you yeah know, just sure name checking different different jobs and everything and, and don't get me wrong it's I I, I I totally get what you're saying and like i said i feel that way about my dad too and i can see why yeah. people who uh, probably had a really hard time during the recession and whatnot um felt that way and went through that and um i think for that it's Um, it's cathartic and uh, emotional and and all those things. And it's, it's a pretty song. Um, I just try to keep it to 20 here. Well, absolutely.
1: And I I think the Mm -hmm. same thing, right? Um, So um, my number seven is Land of Hope and Dreams. Um, Uh I know technically it came out, you know, in 99 on the live version. Um, I, I broke this law because it's my favorite if, if, if someone asked me what is your favorite bruce springsteen song i tell them land of hope and dreams
0: yeah um, i've heard you say that before every yeah. time
1: you know so that that was gonna make my list um gotcha. you know so how about you what what is your number seven
0: it is land of hope and dreams
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: from wrecking ball yeah um i i love the live version um, and i always have loved it however i i feel like it kind of lost me a little bit as the uh uh you know years went on they they, they certainly played it a lot trotted out a lot and I, I think it you know it's one of those songs that i don't know if it needs a third verse or a shorter ending or or what yeah. um but um but I, I liked it a lot initially and i used to listen to it all the time on the live in new york cd and stuff but um then you know i, I kind of just put it in the background a little more um but i do really like this version on uh, wrecking ball and i won't say it's better i know there's kind of that um tinker toy sounding drum machine in there that some people don't like but um I don't know. I, something about it. I think it's a little tighter than the, um, you know, the live cut. I like the, you know, kind of gospel choir that that opens it up, or the singers. Mm-hmm. And again, on the tour, they really nailed it with that because they kind of did that that thing to open it. Um, and he dropped it fairly quickly. I saw a great show in Tampa, and that's the one I'm kind of referencing when I talk about my favorite. Um, we take care of our own opener, and um, there was a great 41 shots in that show because uh, of the Trayvon Martin thing had just happened. Um, and, and then they did that and, um, you know, it just, it really kind of solidified that song or made it click for me in a way it, it it hadn't yet, or at least hadn't in years and, um, gave me a newfound appreciation for it. And, um, that's the version I usually put on if I want to listen to that song. So,
1: yeah, you know, someone mentioned once on Twitter and I think it often, he doesn't do it all the time, but for a long time it was and this is land of hope and dreams like he does an introduction all these songs you know and it just seems so nice to that yeah it is um it i'm always thrilled when he does it whether it was at john stewart's last episode or at the inauguration um you know that's another thing it always
0: seems like his go-to to kind of trot out you know so that might be another reason why kind of you know anytime he has a telethon or something that's yeah and plays so yeah. Um, but yeah i do like hearing in a new new arrangement yeah. so. so um in our um
1: 2021 year in review um i said that it was bruce's version of ray charles's uh america the beautiful
0: yeah, I heard uh, that like, great episode right? by the way. I was gonna tell you, I really oh, enjoyed it. Oh, listening. thank
1: you. I appreciate it. I I I thought that was I thought we had so much fun talking yeah, and uh you know, and and it was fun. Yeah, but that was great. All right, so who's what's your number eight? Number
0: eight is American Land. Um okay. I know you already mentioned it. That's going chronologically. Again, that one I i definitely like more than the live. I saw the the Seeger Sessions tour. I, I told you a little story last time about how uh you know, my, my girlfriend at the time, we, we went there and I ended up pulling my own wristband number. So we were the first uh, people through the yeah. <laughs> through the gate and, you know, elbows on the stage and, and people thought I cheated or something. But um, so that was, I think, the first time I, I saw that or heard that song. I, I can't remember if it was maybe already uh, released as like a some sort of live video single or something like that because they had that american land edition of that album where sure. they checked yeah. on the live version of that but I, I think that came after i saw that but anyway um so it was the first time i heard it and i was kind of like whoa what's that and um you know it, it's a little more bagpipey and uh you know kind of um whatever on the tour but I, I think when they took it into the studio there's this like hard distorted edge kind of going through it in the background like the guitar is real prominent and and kind of like death to my hometown when they they hit the the certain lines, like the the land's always trying to keep out. You know, they they yeah. they say really loud, and there's like an effect in the background and all that. And I get that maybe it's not everybody's cup of tea to have more of that stuff going on, but I, again, for whatever reason, on wrecking ball, like all that stuff just works for me. Um, you know, I I don't particularly love a lot of the um modern flourishes while well, modern at the time i'm like you know born in the usa and stuff like that i get why people yeah. say much synth but on wrecking ball um you know i was a little skeptical at first i was like wow this this is pretty weird i don't know how people are gonna you know take this but over the years that, that album has aged wonderfully and, and again um land of hope and dreams if i'm gonna listen to that song that's the the version i'm putting on so
1: yeah um great thing uh my number nine my number eight was rocky ground my number nines we take care of our own we've talked about both of them so yeah. what's your number nine
0: um number well mine jumps now to a new album which is high hopes and okay. it is just like firewood oh nice which i think is just a, a rocking good song i know it's a cover um and i, I like the original version too I, I didn't know of it i don't think until i heard bruce was covering it and then i went and sought it out and um before he put out high hopes i um was listening to you know i downloaded the the saints album and mm-hmm. i was listening to all that so um yeah and and i liked it i think when i initially heard it, i was like it, it didn't I, because i was so used to the saints version by that point um it there was i don't remember exactly what i, I thought was off i don't know if it was a little bit slower or or something it, it took me a little while to kind of come around to it but now i um you know, I, I really love it when it pops on the iPod or something. I always jam along to it. I never skip it or, or anything like that. So, it's a- yeah,
1: yeah, you know, you talked about I do that on where there's a new CD and I will pick f- my four or five favorite songs and I'll just, you know, skip to that skip to, to, to the list of this one, yeah. this one. And just like the Firewood was one of the songs that I just loved hearing. Um, yeah. I, I, I know that um, a lot of um, hardcore fans were kind of disappointed in high hopes because you know a lot of these were bootlegs and other things, and and right. I am not active in the bootleg community. I do not get any bootlegs. I you know I so they were new songs to me, right. uh, except for the couple of remakes. So um, just like the firewood made my original like 25 list but i had <laughs> yeah, to cut it. it off just because i had so i'm so glad it made the list
0: yeah no uh, it's understandable i mean it's kind of a you know i, I can see how you would f- kind of forget about it or not yeah. you really, but you know the, the average listener would but it's just a it's a fun rock song they don't really do enough like that frankly it's, it's unfortunate that it had to go to a cover to kind of get you know sort yeah. of that um whatever and you know i'm not asking for him to be more frivolous because certainly there's there's songs that rock you know, just as hard, but, you know, yeah. they, they all kind of have more of a, um, you know, a message or a context to them. Whereas just like yeah. firewood is, you know, the band jamming and having a good time. And I, I wish they would, you know, kind of put out more of that sort of
1: stuff. Yeah. I, I, you know, one of the things that uh, my friend Sam talked about is he did not go to a wrecking ball show, during the first half of the tour, it was when it after it came back to Europe and then it played again. And by that time, as Bruce often does, beginning of the tour they do a lot of songs from the album. Then as the show grows, they yeah. do less and less, and they you know mix it up some more. I would have liked to have gone to a high hope shore uh, like when they were in Australia, where yeah. they were playing fair a lot of those songs. Uh, those were um official downloads that i purchased because i wanted to hear those songs a live version so yeah that's when the
0: the, when the live archive thing just started and you know they had those goofy wristbands and stuff you had to like buy exactly yeah (laughs) but but that goes back to my point too where it's just kind of like you know the, the live archive series is great and all and and i don't want them to stop it i i love just just even more so than getting the the release i like seeing uh, it's the anticipation of what's going to be the next one or you know is it finally going to be this one but the problem i have with it is they focus so much on the epic shows and the the long shows and the big stadium you know shows and it's like it, there's not a whole lot that's real representative of those tours. I want them to go back to show like I was talking about on Wrecking Ball in Tampa or something, or even if it's not that specific one that you know I personally like, yeah, something from that that leg. And and I get it's maybe not as enticing to to sell to people because it's not 35 songs and three and a half hours long, but yeah, um, you you lose the arc of of the show and the the message, and you lose all these. Great songs from the album because by the time they get to the stadiums, it's just uh, you know it's a lot of lot of more hits and maybe there's only two or three of those songs left and they're not in the same position and they don't tell the same story or have the same effect and so that's my big beef with the the archive series if I have one.
1: No, I totally with you and I know that. I, I guess the masters for the rising tour were corrupted. Yeah. So there's not a lot, cause I, you know, my first show was a, you know, um, 2002 in Dallas, it was the rising tour. I would love to own an official version of that. You know, yeah. um, I had for a while, a really bad DVD bootleg, you know, the oh, yeah. <laughs> quality was horrible, yeah. but it was it. So I, I would love that. And I do th- like the idea that, at this point, almost every show he's doing, you know, they they've been releasing it, and yeah. um, and it's kind of nice to be able to own the shows you've attended.
0: Yeah, but it's too you know, they weren't doing that, uh, you know, exactly <laughs> earlier or whatever. Because yes, now it's absolutely. Like, I have those too. I've got the the bootlegs of uh, certain shows that I went to, and like you said, yeah. from DVDs. But uh, you know, it's just it's something that yeah. at kind of can remember it but yeah the chances of me going like here's my five favorite shows and those actually getting released especially since they're in like you know places like milwaukee or or whatever yeah exactly i get that but uh give us something from a little earlier in the tour at least that represents those shows
1: yeah like um you know my second show was devils and dust in grand prairie texas there's no way that's going to get released because there's not anything unique to it except jimmy lafay Uh, joins him at the end and does my Oklahoma, you know, my Oklahoma home. So I don't think that's enough to get that. Um, I do have a
0: hope that maybe the one, the Devils and Dust show in in Milwaukee might see the light of day, Just because he had such a unique, you know, goofy set list. There was Frankie on the piano and he did a ton of um, Nebraska. He opened with um, Shut Out the Light. um, Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it was an amazing show. And it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, that was probably the third show I saw on that tour. And I was just kind of, you know, at that point, just going, what's he going to play? That that tour was just, uh, you know, what's he going to do tonight type tour, you know, is all sure. over the place. And, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe that one is. But anything else, your standard arena show or whatever, it's not going to come from most
1: of the ones I get to see in the yeah. Midwest. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So my number 10 was Wrecking Ball. What is your number 10? Down in a Hole. Ooh, nice. That did not make my list. Yeah. Um, I think it should have been on the rising.
0: Uh, I would probably, I don't don't know what I'd swap it out for because, um, you know, I I love that album too. It's frankly, you know, the big gripe about the rising is it's, you know, kind of bloated, right? Like if it was a tighter album, maybe not 15 songs, maybe 10 or 12, it would be, you know, a classic instead of just grades or, or whatever. But um, I don't know. I I, I like something about that song. Again, it kind of comes back to the production. I I like how his voice kind of starts out in the, Mm -hmm. In the either somewhere and then he has that line about um i forget exactly what he says now off the top of my head but something about rising or, or, or coming to the surface and then his, his voice gets clear in the song mm-hmm. um and then also the lyrics talking about i'm gonna dig right here till i get you back you know and picturing somebody looking for their loved one in the rubble um then he's got his family singing you know backup on it and everything and, and plus it's just a very pretty melodic song so um high hopes gets kind of slagged off and, and probably rightly so i can only think of maybe five songs in there i listen to all the time but um those five songs are great songs and, and that's one of them.
1: you know i was about to say the same thing maybe so but they are ron they are good songs yeah um and next time when we go 11 through 20 we will talk about that um we are just getting started uh so uh we're going to cut it off here uh, but come back in uh two days uh we'll have part two of our breaking down the decade um ron if someone wants to reach you what's the best way
0: um i'm pretty much the only social media i do is on twitter so it's our david on the wire um okay. which is cut from uh, foreign to run and okay. uh, yeah, that's it
1: Okay, very nice. Uh, well, you know, send us an email. Let us know what we got wrong on our decade. I'd love to see other people's decades list. Uh, I am at Jesse Jackson, DFW on Twitter. Uh, please go get vaccinated. Get your booster. Let's get through this. Um, rumor is now that we don't may not get a show till 2023 because of the variant. I'm hoping
0: yeah i saw the uh the news today well i don't know if it's news because it's still a rumor but it it said something like uh yeah probably not till 2023 and everybody is pretty bummed out so it
1: is uh, yeah we're Mm -hmm. bummed out but i also i do agree you want you want them to be safe and so whatever they think is the right thing all right come back in two days and for now take care and we'll talk to you soon goodbye bye all right. So I'm going to give us like two minutes of silence. So that way I'll know where to edit this and then we'll <laughs> start good. again. Okay. So right. hang tight. Do you need a bio break or you need anything to drink?
0: No, I'm good. I, I'm kind of fighting the cold. I actually took my first yeah. COVID test in, uh, you know, I, this whole time. I've been healthy as I've ever been throughout COVID because, yeah. you know, everybody's been wearing masks and mm-hmm. distanced at home. And, and now all of a sudden I've got this really crappy cold. So
1: I have, we have 11 people out with either COVID or something and uh it's just it's crazy we just don't know and I you know I that's why I do understand if they're sitting there going I don't know is this really smart to do this because think how much money it would cost us yeah to have to reschedule So
0: I do worry that there's going to be a, you know, well, not worry, but it's going to be a tough ticket to get. It's always kind of hard because the diehards, you know, always snatch up the good seats anyway, but uh, with all this pent up, you know, stuff and I think it's getting built up more in the media. And I don't know if that's just my Twitter bubble or whatever, but it seems like a lot of people are talking about a, you know, Springsteen tour. He's always trending, you know, now, whereas he maybe wasn't before. And uh, I just feel like maybe people are going to treat it like this thing that like, Oh, this is finally happening, you know, or it's like an event. And, you know, you're going to have a lot of people, trying to get him the longer he waits and it's gonna <laughs> wreak havoc on the rest of us so um but we'll see
1: yeah absolutely all right hang on give me just a few seconds of silence sure. all right that's enough for me to catch all right here we go part two Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Leslie Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and my friend Ron is back. Uh, We've taken a break. We went and had a nice beverage, a cup of coffee, did our uh, bio breaks, and now that we are back on uh, part two of our discussion of what are our favorite Bruce Springsteen songs of the last decade. Uh, For those of you who missed the previous episode, uh, please go back and listen to it. Uh, But we took the idea of everything that Bruce released um, officially like box sets and albums from 2010 to 2020, basically the promise to letter to you. And Ron and I said, okay, we're going to pick our 20 favorite songs, not necessarily our best songs, not necessarily the songs we think are most epic, but the songs that mean something to us and we enjoy. Um, We've already gone through one through 10. Um, We are doing this. I am doing it chronological and, The alphabetical order and Ron, being a very good person, is doing it purely chronological by (laughs) um, track order. Uh, So we are, um, we have gone through The Promise and Wrecking Ball. Uh, Do you want to recap
0: our uh, top 10 so far?
1: Yeah, why don't, yeah, go ahead. You do your 10 and then I'll do mine. I think that's a great idea.
0: Okay. Uh, Number one for me was Save My Love from The Promise. Number two, we take care of our own, uh, Wrecking Ball. Uh, Death to My Hometown is number three. This Depression is number four. Number five is Wrecking Ball. Number six is Rocky Ground. Number seven is Land of Hope and Dreams. Number eight is American Land. Um, so it's a lot of songs from Wrecking Ball right there. It shows you what a great album that was. Number nine, Just Like Firewood, and number 10, Down in a Hole, both or Down in the Hole, sorry, both from uh, High Hopes.
1: Very nice, and I went even more on Wrecking Ball. Um, I did uh, my number one, Ain't Good Enough for You, two, Save My Love, three, The Promise, uh, four, American Land, five, Death to My Hometown, six, Jack of All Trades, seven, Land of Hope and Dreams, then Rocky Ground, We Take Care of Our Own, and Wrecking Ball, and there were actually – seven songs of the ten that we had in common. So uh, that that made it for a fun discussion. Um, All right. So I'm going to start us off this time. Uh, I have switched over to High High Hopes. I did Frankie Fell in Love. I just love that song. I love the whole... The joy of it, the whole idea of Shakespeare and, you know, Einstein having a beer, you know, it's that's poetry, that line. I just love that song. That song makes me happy. I am so sad. I've never heard it live. Um, it just it, it is um when people talk bad about high hopes i go yeah but it's got frankie fell in love in it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> exactly not to mention a bunch of other good ones i think that album's kind of underrated i mean i, I know it's not uh, not as best by any measure yeah. you know maybe only half of it is is you know good but uh, there's definitely a lot of good stuff on there that was on my short list um i i had to cut it i probably replaced it with down in the hole which i just think is a more um, you know impactful song but but yeah i i agree with you that's that's definitely one of the uh the keepers on that album good so what's your number 11 then number 11 is the wall um i i love that song right from the first time i heard it and i think the first time i heard it was on the devils and dust tour um and i was like man why why doesn't that exist why has this not been put out and i was i had a crappy bootleg of it that i you know would listen to all the time um so i was thrilled to see it on the new album um i don't know which one i like better solo piano is, is very powerful and uh, but i also like what they did with it on the album i like the way they kind of get the uh, um uh, the trumpet in there doing the sort of taps kind of cadence at the end um and on tour um that was very powerful and he often paired it with born in the usa he'd do the wall and then go into born in the usa and that was just um you know phenomenal so uh, that song lyrically musically um thematically and, and on tour it, it covers all the bases i love it
1: um it is my next um it is number 12 on my list are you know well, um uh, I, yeah i i love this song i um i was lucky enough to see it live um and um you know i i it's under the uh, you know if you go to my boss time Um, they have that whole database and, um, you know, the, the wall is, um, he's only done it 12 times and, you know, and, and I got to see it once. So I was very happy with that. Um, a great, a, a very understated, powerful song about, um, you know, the, the consequences of Vietnam War and surviving. And um, I, I, I do think that in Springsteen on Broadway, the blues version of Born in the USA works amazing, but he could have just as easily put the wall in there when he talked about, you know, who went in his place. Yeah. And, so, the brothers and all that, that's yeah, how exactly. he sort of,
0: he spent, I don't know if you've seen the, the videos from some of the tours uh, yeah. or the high Oaks versions but he'd do this long kind of opening monologue where he talked about the shoshone brothers um you know prior to the, the broadway stuff obviously yeah. and um, that's the first time i kind of heard about them and um yeah and then to have him go into that song and it's also you know an, an angry political song. you know it's it's melodic and, and beautiful but um, yeah it's, it's as angry as Born in the usa or uh, you know anything else yeah and, when you listen to it. So um yeah, it's and, one of his
1: best. And this stuff. the sarcasm of, you know, Robert McNary says he's sorry. Right. You know, right. just this whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and absolutely, uh, if you guys have not checked out the Shoshone Brothers have been on the were on the podcast yeah. uh just a few months ago. Great, both of them great storytellers, and it was very touching to hear them how much it meant to them for bruce to say so much love about his father their father so it's absolutely great yeah
0: and it yeah. also creates this great like um i don't know you can like really feel it you know he's singing that line about uh you know the, the wind rustling the leaves as they fall and all this stuff and then you can just feel that they they got the uh, production or, or whatever you want to call it just 100 percent right on that song so um, yeah
1: really which sold. goes back to right for those of you who giving uh high hopes you know Short shift, as they say. I'm not saying everything's a home run, but there are songs that are. I yeah. mean, that there are songs that you, uh, you know, I would be happy to hear live, and I would, I, I think that hold up and Bruce's catalog. So very nice. I will
0: say, ironically, you know how we were talking about Wrecking Ball. And I said I, I actually like some of those uh, versions of, um, you know, like American Land yeah. and uh, Wrecking Ball itself better than the the original versions or live versions on high hopes it's the complete opposite i I didn't think there was much value in the um remakes of uh, you know ghost of tom joad or american skin they're fine uh you know but it's not going to replace the the other ones for me there so Uh,
1: i absolutely agree with that um all right so 12 would have been the wall for me what's your number 12 um 12 i'm
0: moving into western stars and uh i'm going with hitchhiking to kick things off this was not set in stone i think i had um uh, meet me in the city tonight here um but i swapped it out hitchhiking has kind of really grown up i I always liked it i thought it was a great album opener but i always kind of thought of it as sort of a Toss off song, you know, it's kind of just like a nice little opening ditty, you know. It didn't really I mean a you lot, know, but but over the last two years listening to that album, um, I really like it. I love the way it builds. Um, it's it, it's got all the best qualities of all the other great songs on that album. So I, I have a top five from that album, and that just kind of squeaks in underneath it. And um, so yeah, I, I stuck it in there instead of Meet Me in the City, which is a great song. I'll give it an honorable mention here, but. Uh, you know i don't don't listen to it nearly as much at least not these days
1: yeah i um hitchhiking did not make my list i i it certainly i thought about it and it is you know i'm thinking of the film version of western stars as well what a wonderful way to kick off that you know it's that barn and you hear the musicians and it's so great song a great song to start the album yeah and like i said it
0: kind of just build you know the music a new instrument just drops in in every verse and you know, yes. just, you know the tempo picks up a little bit and um the yeah. lyrics are great too you know they're, they're nothing special but uh, he he paints a, a terrific picture of this guy on the side of the road and all the different people he gets in the cars with and yeah. uh, his voice is is amazing on that um uh, you know he's hitting notes that you know, I think there was maybe even a little work done in the film. I don't, I don't. It's pure speculation or conjecture on my part, but it seems like there's a bit of a, you know, a echoiness or a falseness because I, I I would be surprised if he could hit that, you know, that whole song like that live. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: um, but I, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Um I, I yeah, I just love that. I love the kind of one-sided conversation right like you're hearing him oh yes children are a blessing and no uh, you know this this whole where you hear just his side of the conversation but you can yeah. imagine the other one so yeah. absolutely good choice yeah. um, the, I haven't left high hopes yet this is your sword is a song that I I feel like it it is it It is a modern version of Onward Christian soldiers that I used to sing growing up in the Southern Baptist churches. Um, I think it is just a um, such a, you know, a a song about faith and, and hope and being strong. So it is a song that I just love a lot. And so it had to make my list.
0: Yeah. I, it didn't make mine, but, um, I know Tom Morello has said it's, you know, maybe his favorite song or favorite song from that album. Yeah. I guess it's probably what he meant to say, but on the tour, I think he was a little bummed they didn't <laughs> play it more, but, uh, I, I don't know why Morello of, you know, all the songs would gravitate towards that one, but I think, uh, He's mostly talking what? songwriting yeah. perspective.
1: So. but as I've said many times on the show, Tom Morello is the reason why I did not get it in Houston. Yeah. Because they were gonna <laughs> open with This Is Your Sword, and he, he Tom went to Bruce and said, Hey, it's Houston. Let's do seeds. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I know. That's a heartbreaker. I that I've seen heartbreaker. a couple times where they've audibled out of uh, you know something, and I'm just like, ah, damn it, that's the one I was. <laughs> exactly,
1: <laughs> that is <laughs> yes. So, uh, uh, all right, so what is your number thirteen?
0: Uh, thirteen is the Wayfarer. Um, oh, great, great, um, great. Yeah, I, of of all the songs on Western Stars, there's there's well, I don't know. We're gonna get to them in a second, so I don't know how much I want to say right now. But okay, the 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 title track um, and. Uh, the Wayfarer were kind of the first two that um, hit me in terms of just pure uh, kind of storytelling or whatever, you know, like creating a scene and, and uh, you know, that kind of thing. And I know there's other songs on there, you know, The Stuntman and and all this, but um, those those two, and, and particularly The Wayfarer, and I, I think what I really like about that is the, the music, but I, I also just like the idea of him kind of revisiting um, the, the sort of the born to run persona of you know the runner the guy who you know isn't isn't stopping and and that sort of thing and this is where he's at now and um between that and just a a very jovial uh you know musical accompaniment and everything i think it's just a really great song it it kind of flashes back to like a um you know like a western or something it kind of gallops along and
1: Um, yeah, I just, I really love
0: that one. That one jumped out at me right away on that album.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, Western stars that could have made my list, but I had to drop it down. Yeah. Um, my number 14 is meet me in the city. I know you talked about that. Um, I just, it, it was hearing it on Saturday night live, you know, when he performed and then, um, I heard it every, you know, I ended up going to four shows, on the river tour when they were doing the river in its thing. And just that coming out and then, you know, kind of at the break, we're like, we're going to take you down to the river, you know, and yeah. this whole um, it, it just I think it's a great opening song. Uh, I once again, I would have it was on my list of great opening songs. We see, I, I think, um you know, there's a lot of talk about would you do Ghost or Burning Train or whatever you do from Letter to You to start. Yeah. Um, and, but I would never be disappointed with the Meet Me in the City starting off a concert, so I had to include it on that. So it's yeah, the like only I, thing that ties a bind that made it, but yeah.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, I, I had it on my list initially, and I swapped it for Hitchhiking at the last second. Um, But I do yeah. agree, it's, it's a fun song, and I, it's one of those that seems to happen a lot where, you know, it's played – a lot initially on its, um, you know, respective tour, yeah. And you know, and they never touch it again, and that's unfortunate because it is a fun song, and it, you know, even not as an opener, would be fun if you pull it out in the middle of the set or something. Yeah. Like signed for it if they would do it or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It's it's and it kind of goes back to what I was saying about like, um, you know, just like firewood and uh, save my love, and some of these are just you know fun songs, and uh, I just wish they'd you know kind of play more of those sometime just for the
1: for the fun of it, you know. But. Absolutely all right so what um, is number 14
0: 14 is western stars and i kind of alluded to it uh, when i was talking about the wayfarer but um those, those two as a pair um i really like and i i i, I discovered this after the fact and, and this came out first but i went to see uh once upon a time in hollywood you know shortly after this album came out sure King's- and it's it's almost verbatim this the the story or soundtrack of <laughs> of that film you know it's this uh uh, failed or not failed but uh, you know this, this this star from the past who's kind of wrestling with older age and he just sort of you know kind of goes through town to different bars and and stuff like that but but again the the music is so rich and lush on that song on, on the whole album really but um, again like Wayfair and a couple of the other ones I'm gonna end up talking about here you combine the music and the lyrics and you just it's, it's lightning in a bottle on some of these tracks it, it's just insane how good some of those songs are. And like we were talking about in the last uh, episode, I guess, I don't understand why radio doesn't know what to do with some of these because yeah. I've, got, I've got one coming up here in a minute that I just, I, I think would be great on radio. And, and I think Western stars would be, I think the Wayfarer, although it sounds like a throwback to you know something from the sixties or seventies, you could probably find a spot for that somewhere um if rod stewart can have hits doing old standards and sell millions of copies yeah. i don't know why we can't get some of bruce's you know more uh um, experimental stuff on radio and see if like maybe you know some boomers will go oh you know uh, i forgot about that guy and he can actually still sing and uh let's you know let's, let's go buy that and i just i don't know who's dropping the ball there but uh, but anyway that song is is magnificent i love everything about it the lyrics oh. the, imagery, the music it's yeah. perfect,
1: perfect <laughs> perfect all right what's number 15 for you
0: uh, well, I think you're up. Is I know. Like,
1: yeah, I was just keeping us going. So, <laughs>
0: all right, number fifteen is Sundown, and this is my favorite song on the on the album. um yeah. It grabbed me right from the start. Like I said, I'll listen to you know the album through a couple times and find a few that I like. And, and Sundown, I just kept coming back to over and over and over again. And I remember sitting listening to you know the the Sirius radio at work or whatever, and I, I heard some song that was on, and it was a new song. I was like. the the sundown could be played right alongside this song again why why is this not getting any sort of radio play at least on adult contemporary or you know whatever and um but yeah lyrically um again i I hate to just keep repeating myself but you can say this about all these songs on western stars but uh sundown just just hits me every single time um i know i haven't necessarily experienced uh you know such tragedy in my love life but uh it's It's one of those things that um, I can feel when he sings it.
1: Yeah, great choice. Um, And in that same spirit, um, you know, my number 15 is Hello Sunshine.
0: Okay. yeah.
1: Yeah, because of that, you know, you can get a little, you know, in love with the blues. Right. You know, and and I just I think also partly um, is the idea that, you know, we're getting we're we're, we we got a new song right like oh my good what is this why is he posting this picture of a horse yeah you know um and then you know i always like that empty road no place to be and miles to go but miles to go is miles away hello sunshine won't you stay um one of my favorite things to do with my um wife linda is um there is a lot to be said for flying someplace and you know but there is because you save time and all that but there is I, we just love getting in the car and turning on Sirius and we debate we we go back and forth on which channels to listen to mm-hmm. and or we listen to some podcast and we just talk and then sometimes there's this After 35 years of marriage, there's this comfortable silence where we're just sitting there, listening to the music and enjoying the road. Um, And then I I do know I have had my touch of the blues. I've had my I think everyone does struggles with, you know, their own version of depression and everything. And so Hello Sunshine just really made my list just as easily could have been any of the three you picked um yeah. i absolutely adored all of it i that album i think is amazing that you know at the age you know what was he about 68 69 you know yeah. i, I realize he recorded it some earlier right but to put that album in toward this part of your career you go really really yeah. that's that's amazing um, yeah, I mean
0: it's kind of keeping in with what he has been doing. You know, you'd get an acoustic album or a you know more softer, whatever you want to call it. You know, Devils and Dust yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it makes sense. And and I guess the the line on that one is um might not have the year right, but I think it was like 2011 or something is what it was yeah. slated for. And then they did Wrecking Ball instead. So I was on the back burner for almost a decade. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, still. And then he went out and made the film and everything. So you could still obviously sing those songs or whatever. It's not exactly like it. yeah night and day but but to your point about hello sunshine i i had on my list i I took it off for what my next one was going to be because i went round and round with the two of them and i could just not leave off the next one but um yeah i love those those lyrics when it first came out um you know again i think a lot of people were kind of like didn't know what to make of it um Mm underwhelmed or like what you know what the hell is we're spring doing with yeah song like this um but it, it's one that has grown on me and, and the whole album too i mean i always li- i liked it from the jump but i mean now i, I really love it i mean I, I would it's i don't know if it's top five but it's it's knocking on that door in terms of you know all time so i listen to it more than letter to you um which is newer um but yeah i just i'm i'm always moved to just put that one on and then i skip a couple songs here and there but for the most part it's a you know it's a stellar album
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, you know i'm um my next one is tucson train um i just love this song i love the story i feel like it is a mini movie um i've talked about this on the podcast the whole idea I, i see this guy's life or the, you know, in my mind where he has messed up strong, he is, you know, I don't know if it's substance abuse. I don't know if it's adultery. I don't know if it's, what it is, but he has burned the bridges between this and his significant other, and he has gone through redeeming himself. This is a redemption story. This is and and you know I just see him saying, just just give me a weekend, just give yeah. me a weekend, and I can show her a man has changed. Yeah. Um, I love Bruce's version of it. I love when little Steven and the his his band did a version of it. Yeah. Um, my hope is when we get a tour we get at least it. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to get many Western star songs, you know, with the E street band, but I, I would love to see that one. So I had to put that one on my list.
0: Yeah. And I think you have a safe bet. If he's going to play anything, it'll be, you know, that one. And um, and a lot of people think sleepy Joe's cafe is an easy one for the band to just kind of knock out, but, um, that's low on my list. um, Yeah. (laughs) The ones I want to hear from that album, but, um, I think, you know, the best shot at it might be a fan throwing up a sign and him doing something acoustically. Exactly. Yeah. I could see fellow sunshine. I could see, um, you know, even hitchhiking or the wayfarer yeah. or something like that. But um, – Yeah, it's a shame, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, there's probably a better chance of hearing more of those songs if they had gotten out closer to it, but by the time they actually get out on the road, even Letter to You is going to be a question mark unless he doesn't release anything new. So, um, it's too bad. That album got unfairly just lost in the shuffle, I think, for a lot of people. Fans seem to love it, which is great, and that's probably all that matters but yeah um, it just never really took off the way i was hoping it would
1: and i and i am glad we got the film i mean you know i think that is special and i you know yeah that is something to see um all right so what's 16 for you uh moonlight motel oh Um, great choice
0: bruce has this habit of um you know closing his albums really strong um you know the the title tracks his albums are often really strong it's sort of the closing tracks and that's definitely the case here um and this song just just wrecks me i can i can feel it i know what it feels like to go kind of driving by your old haunts and um you know again maybe i don't have the same like it's it's not as dramatic or or epic as you know the way it's posted some of these songs but um just again much like um western stars and sundown when when he's sitting there talking about you know he's laying in bed at night and the wind blows open the door and he's got to get into his car and he goes and pours out a shot in the parking lot and he's thinking about the you know what's now like a rusted fence and a dirty pool and what it used to be like and um i mean man just i don't i don't know how the hell he does it (laughs) i don't i don't know what else to say about it but it's just top-notch songwriting it's it's beautifully arranged beautiful music um and, and it's so weird to hear a, a, an album and some songs like this coming from the same guy who did, you know, something like Wrecking Ball or High Hopes, which is just completely different. And, uh, you know, it's all production and it's all uh, loops and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And then you, you move into something so melodic and orchestral and, um, you know, whatever. And, and he also knows how to just get his, his voice and the lyrics to match just so. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, this album is amazing. And that, that song is, you know, probably... You know if, if i i'm saying sundown's made my favorite because i keep going back to it all the time but um if i had to just be like objectively what's the best song of the album i think moonlight motel is probably it <clears throat>
1: yeah i i agree it's just an absolutely wonderful um song and and just the perfect you know kind of just that's another one you could see a sign you know, and him doing acoustical, uh, you know, yeah. would just go crazy. Right. Um, you know, like in Europe, a lot of times with sound checks, you know, he'll go out, you know, and just do a couple of songs for um, people. So that would be yeah. on my list.
0: Yeah, um, I hope he doesn't forget about this album or the, or those songs or those yeah. that. And so, you know, yeah, and does something with it somehow. Like I said, I think Tucson Train's a pretty safe bet. Um, but beyond yeah. that,
2: I really don't know.
1: Yeah. So. All right. So we're off to 17. Um, I now move to letter to you. So uh, I'm picking up and I start with Burning Train. uh, Just I I just for the longest time, I just, you know, and in the film on Apple, that's the song they play over the ending credits. But to me, it just sounds like a great song of and then when i heard him do ghost on you know saturday night live i'm like okay yeah maybe that would be a great way to start a show yeah. but just for some reason i thought burning train would just sound so perfect when they're all on stage and they start playing so yeah. just a a song that i love on the album
0: yeah you're not the only one i think a lot of people think that is a you know natural for an opener i can see that yeah. too um i i do think ghost is a better opener yeah i and you know i thought about it with max's kind of propulsive drum beat which is how a lot of shows start you know we take care yeah. of our own and stuff like that um so I, I think that makes more sense but then when they did it in saring Live, they just cut that out and he just went into you know singing and i thought that yeah. was also powerful i guess i'm not sure what would be better um but but i do kind of see that being the, the opening song unless he decides to like kind of close with it as a yeah a way of you know which which would be cool instead of just like shout or something you know but yeah or, exactly or Set, but yeah. um but yeah burning train i think would make a make a, a great opener it didn't quite make my list because i've only got room for whatever it is for i
1: understand there. yes so <laughs> all right number you 17 um
0: number 17 last man standing which um also falls into the category of the song that you know when when i first played it hit me the the hardest yeah. on album. i listened to it over and over again i there's something about it i just love i love when bruce talks about uh you know the, the old band days and uh and and the idea that he's the last one there and it's kind of funny my grandpa is um you know 90 ish 90 i think this year and um you know all he talks about is you know dying and stuff like that because all of his friends have, have passed on and he just lost another one this week and it's like you all know right. he's the literal last man standing so that, that song just kind of keeps coming Back into my head for for that reason alone, but um, but no, I think it's it's a great song. I, I love the 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 whole um, concept and the motion of it, and and I also just like the way it it swings and moves. And um, you know, I, I think it's kind of underrated. People don't really talk about that one too much, and I would have thought it'd be one of the one of the bigger ones on there. But maybe Ghost kind of does some of the same things, so. Maybe that's why, you know, I don't, I don't know, but Last Man Standing seems to get unfairly overshadowed, so I'm throwing it on my list.
1: Good for you. It did not make my list, but I certainly liked it. Um, I'm very happy with Letter to You altogether. so yeah, uh, yeah great one. Um, my 18th was If I Was the Priest. Okay. Um, it, it was, I was not someone that was eager about these oh we've got these oh unknown songs but um when i got the first download you know i was at work and you know i've got my headphones on while i'm at my desk you know working on some reports or stuff and you know and i would just play if i was the priest over and over again and and just I, i just love that i've said many times that i feel like it's what Uh, outlaw pete wants to be (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so uh immediately um if you ask me you know name your top two or three songs from um letter to you uh if, if i was the priest would get listed yep
0: all right
1: next number
0: 18 to you well, it's If I Was a Priest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I didn't have much to say there. Um, yeah, it, it is of that those three. It's definitely my favorite. I don't even really care for the other two that much. Um, Songs for Orphans is okay. Um, although I, I think I kind of like it better on that Devils and Dust version. And then um, the other one, uh, Janie Needs a Shooter, I don't, I don't really care for that much at all. It's not yeah. the truth. So, I mean, it, it's fine. It's it's not a bad song. I still listen to it here and there, but I usually skip it. And um, It's just not you know anything that jumps out at me I, there's something about his vocal on there i don't like however if i was a priest i i really do like i like the the lyrics um you know the the whole uh idea where of um you know jesus kind of you know venus <laughs> guy like walking this guy through a brothel and yeah. all this other stuff is just i don't know but but even taking that all out of it i think of those three songs that's one that just feels that the most realize you know like a a song that could you know be on the radio or something like that the other the other two are just a little kind of too messy and wordy and not that if i was a priest isn't but um i think in in terms of that type of songwriting that style of song it's it's far and away the best one um and yeah i just i I like the choruses i like the the way steve's soul is out at the end and he mentioned Mm -hmm. something on twitter i think where that's the only uh solo that he's got on a recorded (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so that's kind of funny too but
1: um but yeah that one
0: that one jumped out at me right away so i I really love that one too yeah
1: Yeah, uh absolutely so nice and uh the music and i did i did i saw that also and it was a great you know solo Though when I watch the Apple thing, I'm like, how could you play the guitar with that many rings? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, very nice. Uh, all right. 19 um, for me is I'll See You in My Dreams. Um, I, Land of Hope and Dreams was the song that I had jokingly said that, you know, I hope my son will speak at my funeral years from now. Yeah. I'll See You in My Dreams is pretty close. Um, it is just something beautiful about that i did not get to go to broadway this second time but i loved how he changed that and him talking about being on stage he gets to spend time again with his father and clarence and danny yeah and the shushan brothers yeah. just a really powerful song
0: yeah you are correct so my number 19 is ghosts um which yeah you know in terms of the songs that were released ahead of time um from letter to you uh i i, I liked letter to you um I, it was kind of like um we take care of our own for me and that i was like just or, or save my love even where i was just happy to have a, a new song so i listened to it to death as, as i always do but um i didn't think it was great or anything but ghosts was uh <coughs> excuse me a second <coughs> um ghost was like next level i was like oh here we are back to the the rock and east street band so and then also just the uh you know the the sentiment of it all and then what it's saying and then talking about you know being at the union hall and cranking the the telecaster up to 11 to burn this town down and all that I, it's just it's great I and mean, it's gonna be great live it was great at saturday Night live i can't wait to see him working up in in concert so
1: yeah uh, it did not make my list my final list, it was on my list, uh, you know, and I, it was like, I have really yeah. had to think. And in fact, I went all the way back, like, okay, can, should I drop off, like, save my love or the promise? And I was like, yeah, well, really. <laughs> you know, is it really a, a fair thing if we just, you know, if I put eight songs from letter to you, you know, right. it is. So yeah. I, I just, I just, uh, so I'm glad it made the list. Um, yeah so
0: I'm curious about your uh, 20 because I'm trying to think in my head you're doing it in alphabetical order or at the end here so
1: the power of prayer (laughs) okay Um, power prayer I I just love that song I I I I, um once again I the idea that you know we find um salvation in a three-minute record the idea of the you know the whole being, you know, this, this Benny King and all the stories. And, you know, often, you know, Penn Jillette talks about that, you know, he's a very vocalist, very vocal atheist. And he says, yeah. and I don't know if Bruce is an atheist, but there are songs that it feels like an atheist believe in, <laughs> right. um, you know, Bruce is definitely a reformed Catholic and he's very honest about that. Right. But I do believe that if this podcast is if it is about connections, but I also think the podcast is about the the power of music and and yeah. the joy and the magic of what we do. And so the power of prayer just really it is my it is my wake up song on my phone when I my every morning I wake up to that sound. That is the alarm. So I, I just love that song
0: that's great yeah um i uh it's funny i've got a couple different alarms set and um i try to wake up to something you know melodic and obviously yeah. a lot of it's produced and i've got you know the rising which kind of makes sense and then oh also, yeah
1: that's a great idea
0: yeah and the moonlight motel is, is another one that kind of starts off oh yeah gingerly. You know, so um yeah there you go i don't know alarm clock recommendations i guess yeah perfect <laughs> Um, so my final one is I'll see you in my dreams and um, you know, you've kind of covered it and yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great closer. Um, <clears throat> great, great closer to the the decade and the, and the whole thing, the, the Broadway show and, and everything. I, I was a little bummed when I heard that uh, "Born to run was jettisoned for it. I kind of wondered why you not just still do born to run and, and put I'll see you in my dreams as the last, song you know um i don't know why it had to be one or the other unless you just had to be out of there in a flat you know two hours or whatever but um either way it was if if you saw both shows i guess it didn't matter too much i, I only got to see the second one um i had seen the the netflix uh so it, it's fine and yeah what born run looks like and sounds like but um still you know i, I think it would have for maximum catharsis or whatever at the end there, I would have liked him to keep it. But um, I did think it was a very emotional uh, way to end that that show. Like you said, is intro talking about, you know, why that's an important song. Um, yeah. And then the performance of it too is great. You, you know, strip away the, the band and everything. And that's still a great acoustic song. Um, and he plays it with a certain amount of urgency. So it's not just a, you know, boring, uh, you know, plaintive you know kind of funeral song it, it's actually uh you know it's, it's a great acoustic song so
1: yeah i absolutely agree you know as as i had talked about it made my list i um i can you know in a lot of ways um i the first seven shows i went to he did not play thunder road then the next eight he did play it and often it's the final song right like after the band leaves he comes out with just this guitar uh the first time i heard it was in dallas and patty sang background when he did yeah. thunder road and so and i do think thunder road acoustic is a great way to end the show um but i could absolutely see him doing i'll see you in my dreams uh, to end the show live now and i you know, i talked about this on the podcast that a month or so ago we went to new orleans to see uh james taylor and jackson brown jackson brown opened james taylor you know uh, technically the headliner um they did a couple of songs together and yeah. my only regret is because jackson brown wasn't the final he didn't do you know the loadout and the stay which i assumed he would do yeah. if he was the one closing um and i would love to see you know i i did not see dream baby dream which was another one i had to leave off my list um and i always wanted to see that live because we love that song as a family um and i i see in my dreams just i think would be a great show closer um and you're right it it, it feels like you could do if i don't want to tell bruce how to run his show but like you could actually see born to run everyone's like, yay and then uh you know i got one more to send you off and then yeah, do i see right. you in my dreams right For sure I, yeah. I
0: think if you construct the set smartly you can you can still get all those songs in and, and have them have that same impact you know yeah. and again i don't want to tell bruce how to do it but you know a lot of times he'll just kind of retreat to something safer that he's done a million times and it's like ah, oh, you could tuck that one right in there you know that would yeah. have been that have been great
1: but. well you know one of the things and like i said um uh, i've i've told this story multiple times where you know chris the first time he saw this sh- show he's like what's the deal with shout is this a junior high dance and yeah. uh and you you know you do wonder if uh you know detroit medley you know and it like have three or four classic songs that he could rotate, you know, that um, yeah. to, instead of just shout. No, he loves to do shout. And yeah. I remember um, it was I can't remember which tour, but someone said, you know, we need to get used to hearing um wait, waiting on a sunny day. Cause it's obviously Bruce loves playing, <laughs> waiting on a sunny day. you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he likes it. And I'm sure it gets the response he's looking for. Nobody just sits on their hands when you're doing shout, you know, yeah. but, um, but I don't know in my mind. Yeah. And, and I get wrapped up in it too sometimes and I, I enjoy it. Um, But it, it's just kind of a, a lot of bands do it, you know, and, yeah. and for that reason. So it, it feels a little cheap, especially when, you know, this guy's got so many songs he's begging to hear. There's gotta be something that you can, End with that has that same effect, and then you know, make room for some of these things that just never get played. But uh, mm-hmm. it's a minor quibble, and I'm splitting hairs here. I don't care how yeah. else plays, and I don't want to, you know, sound like a spoiled fan because I hate those guys,
1: but exactly, yeah.
0: But you know, in, in my dream set list scenario, you know, shout and, and twist and shout and stuff is not on that, is not taking up valuable real estate. Let's put Yeah, it that exactly.
1: Way. Yes, absolutely. So we ended up with 10 matching.
0: all all across the board
1: Uh, yeah all across the board we ended up uh as we went to uh once we hit uh high hopes in western stars letter to you um which goes to show you how much we these albums are loved um you know we both had the wall we both had if i was the praise then i'll see you in my dreams um we both obviously love Wrecking Ball, <laughs> yeah. you
0: know. Surprisingly, <laughs> like, I didn't really think about it too much until I put this list together. But I was like, "Damn, that that whole album could go on here." I mean, yeah, that- it
1: could absolutely. Yeah, I guess uh, yeah, I like it's it more great. Than I so, yeah, um, all right. So, I think um, you know we've we've talked about this before, but um, you know, uh, as we're recording this, it's uh, first part of January. This will will probably play this toward the end of January, but. Um, yeah you know the the rumor floating is that they may to be delaying delaying touring till 2023 uh-huh. um i saw a little Stephen um on twitter being his he can be very snarky on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And he said like, we never officially it. announced the <laughs> yeah. tour. So therefore yeah. we don't need to res. we don't need to cancel announce a cancellation. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, there's that one poster they let slip, I guess from what I heard, they were about to put those on like literally the next day. And then they decided not to do That's why that poster went out. Like it went up a day yeah. early because they were going to announce it like the next day or something. And uh, then, then they, they pulled it last minute. So um, we were that yeah. close. Yes. Yeah. To- <laughs> But it, it probably would have been canceled, you know, anyway. So maybe it's better to not have uh, done it. But, um, and now you, you do understand why these guys don't want to, you know, say anything until it's time because this is exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, you, there is this, um, so many people can, you know, there's, well, you know, there's, you know, there is one Twitter person that's still screaming, um, yeah, I know. What you're for, about. yeah, that, you know, why am I getting not getting tracks too? Yeah. Um, though I will give them credit that once they heard the um, no, nukes. no nukes, they went, okay, I'm going to take it back. This was cool.
0: You know? Yeah. That, guy, that guy goes back to the back streets for him and uh, it's his shtick. And uh, yeah. I'm not shy about saying
1: that he's a pain in the ass. But Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> he might be a pain in the ass. Absolutely. Yes. Ouch.
0: How yeah. about uh you got any other uh um you know honorable mentions or runners up like we didn't even touch on uh, there there's the American Beauty EP the blinded by the light soundtrack they did he did duets with Dropkick Murphys or like two of them officially released
1: Yeah uh, um you know I, I think that's a great idea that's a great discussion I thought about the American Beauty uh nothing made the list I neither. um you know I there's it's probably, fine. yeah, no, there's probably, no, 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 there there probably are a couple other songs on The Promise that yeah. if I had, you know, if I'd had more, like if you had said, okay, let's, let's pick five from each of these, you right. know, and then we'll whittle them down, you yeah. know, I probably could have because um, there was a time, you know, once again, as we all talk about this, where you know when you get these two new you know it was a double cd set yeah. you know i was listening to that and there were a lot of great songs on there oh yeah for sure. uh, yeah um
0: so the, the one yeah. that i would have had on there um that i just completely forgot about I, I had ain't good enough for you and then like i said when my when i my rules kicked in or whatever i, I took yeah. it off I replaced it with um with uh hitchhiking i guess um mm-hmm. that was kind of a last minute ad but I didn't think of this at the time little things my baby does which isn't a song anybody really cares about or talks about i, I would put that on my underrated list frankly yeah. but um that could have gone on there because i'm pretty sure that's a 2010 vocal or, or 2000 yeah. or whatever um and and i think that's a really cute song i it's been um my phone did this thing where it makes these videos of my kids and and i matched it with with that and even though they're not talking about that kind of baby like you know it, it yeah. works really well for that and um again it's kind of a, a fun uh, you know 70s sounding song with a with a current vocal. So it feels like something they could um, play now and it would recall those, those days. And again, he didn't touch any of that stuff on tour, which seems to be the big theme here, but, um, but yeah, that's one song I kind of kicking myself for leaving off there, but.
1: Yeah. I I think that's a very fair. um, That's, that's a good choice. Um, I'm trying to think what else we could do. Um, You know, I, I liked um I am glad you mentioned uh, Um Dream maybe dream from High Hopes um yeah. you know uh, I actually like High Hopes. Uh you know yeah. it, that's you know it, not enough to make my list. Right. But, um, I, I, I love that. Um, I kind of like
0: Harry's place in a, yeah. in a guilty pleasure sort of way. I, I know why it's yes. you know, not well loved, but, um, it's got, it's got a vibe. I mean, well, I, it, I, it, I it, it.
1: it would have <laughs> made, it, it would have made, it did make my short list and I had to do, yeah. you know, I had to cut it down. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the, um, Easy money is one that I. Oh yeah, that that would have been good. Had to cut
0: it. Um, yeah. There's some stuff on the American Beauty EP. I wouldn't ever make this this list, but I, I do like some of those songs. A lot of them are kind of reworked melodies from
1: Yeah,
0: Us and Magic Tunes and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, there's stuff on there. Um, the two Dropkick Murphys songs are are pretty good. Um, again, yeah, did not make my list, but I I listen to those every now and then. So, mm-hmm. um, it's I mean for for a decade from from an artist who you know is is was 60 to 70 at the time. I mean, he's prolific as hell, which is no secret to us, but, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy the amount of stuff he's got out there and the amount of quality stuff. It's not just like quantity or, or you know, putting out stuff that was left over. I mean, this is, you know, a catalog well, to itself right here, you know.
1: I I haven't talked about this on the podcast, so I'm, I'm glad you're bringing it up. Um, and and I, I will end up talking about this a little bit. Um, you know, my other... Musical idol is Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. I, I just, I think, you know, uh, solo group. I, I just think Brian is uh, brilliant, yeah. and um, you know, he just put out a new CD, and it is him. It's called "At My Piano," an album by Brian Wilson, and all it is is him playing Beach Boy songs on the piano. <laughs>
0: I mean, sign me up, you know, if Bruce did something like that, I would yeah. take it in a heartbeat. So <laughs>
1: and and it is. I mean, it is um it is, you know, he is doing um, you know, God only knows and California Girls and Good Vibrations and wouldn't That's it be awesome. nice on the piano. And, I don't know how and, that got by me. I'm gonna pick that up. That sounds yeah. like a great and party. I and I yeah. and I bought it and and I love it. It is great and i don't mean this as a criticism but
0: i know what you're gonna say
1: (laughs) here's an album where you know this is it's not breaking new ground
0: right he's resting on his laurels ran out of gas for new songs yeah i get it yeah
1: Yeah. and and now in this case it's it's beautiful and and you know and 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 i i think this is the proof that i go you know um Here's what he wrote. He said we have an upright piano in our living room, and from the time I was 12 years old, I played it each and every day. I never had a lesson. I was completely self-taught. I can't express how much the piano has played such an important part of my life. It has brought me comfort, joy, and security. It has fueled my creativity as well as my competitive nature. I play it when I'm happy or feeling sad. I love playing for people and I love playing alone when no one is listening. Honestly, the piano and the music I create on it has probably saved my life. Brian Wilson.
0: That's, that's perfect. That's a good reason to do it. And frankly, if Bruce was in that, uh, you know, space, I would, I would say bring it on. So I'm kind of two minds about it. I don't mind if he wants to do a, you know, piano version of of all his songs, but the fact that he's still making also new records is the thing that, you know, puts him.
1: Well, yeah, so. You know, I've I have said I want Bruce to do whatever he wants to do, right. and I'm going to support him because he's earned the right to do what he wants to do, and <laughs> and in Bruce's case, it's doing Western Stars, which is a very yep. different kind of album. Letter to You with the album, it's great. Yep. Same thing. Brian Wilson has earned the right to do whatever he wants to do, and. And I, I, I would love to hear what you think of it. Just shoot me an email because it's, oh, yeah. it's hilarious. Okay. It, it is it is so it, it, because these are such great songs yeah. and just to hearing, you know, there's no vocals. It's just him on the piano and it's just beautiful. So yeah. very nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, once again, if someone wants to I know you're on Twitter. Uh, what's yeah. your Twitter handle? Uh, our David on the wire. Okay. And uh, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. So you're going to join me again in two or three weeks. Uh, yep. Why don't you tease our audience what our next topic is going to be?
0: Um, all right. Well, we talked a little bit about songs that we felt were maybe overlooked or underrated, or, you know, they made this list uh, or other lists of ours where, okay. uh, you know, people don't seem to to share our affection for them or or even just talk about them a lot. So I thought it'd be cool to do another list show where we uh, pick our, our favorite underrated tracks or most underrated tracks or overlooked or or however you want to look at it. So um, we'll have to figure out the exact rules and criteria, I guess, but um, I've got a, I've got a list of 20 just in my head that I could (laughs) throw out right now.
1: So. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, I, I know that if you go to Rolling Stone's hundred greatest Springsteen songs and you go, really, that's only 85. Yeah.
0: Right, right. You know, I mean, that's
1: almost a good place to start right there. So yeah, yeah. that'll be a lot of fun. And yeah. so we'll do that. Um, my friend, I hope you had a great holiday season. I and <laughs> I wish you and your family the very happiest of New Year's. Please stay safe. I know that all of us are trying to fight this, uh, you know, this horrible, you know, virus and it is just taking so much from us so please be safe and take care of your family listeners thank you sir listeners you be safe go get boosted go get your virus. go get uh vaccinated and let's take care of each other and uh we will talk to you soon have a good one goodbye bye-bye doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation and i hate that So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlessingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash and right now, who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talk hard rockin', music-loving, album-ranking, fan-thinking, joy-spreading, lyric-reading, story-sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission.